All right, we're going to go through quickly the rules for finding derivatives. Now remember, all of these rules come from that limit definition, right? So these were not, you know, rules that people just said, oh, this will be a nice rule, let's, let's um, you know, let's pass this law. No, no, these are laws that, that come from the limit definition. So, remember, and I, I hope you remember these, all right? If you don't remember them, if while I'm doing this, you um, are confused or a little foggy, then you'll have to go back and either read um, the book again or go over the tapes that we did last semester and review it um, review it again. Hopefully, um, it'll all come back to you and, uh, and then we can proceed. All right, so the first rule is if we have a power, right, x to the third, let's say, Right, and then what is the derivative of x to the third? Everybody hopefully remembers, right? Okay, right. The derivative of x to the third is 3x squared, right? In general, if we have y equals x to the n, right, then what? The derivative is n, right, just the exponent, x, right, to the n minus 1. Reduce the exponent by 1, right? So x to the third, right, is of the form x to the n, and the derivative is just what? 3x, 3 minus 1 is 2, right? So the rule is, this rule at least, is very simple. But, like most things in math, it can get a little bit complicated because if you have y equals the square root of x, right, the square root of x, if you put it in the form x to the n, right, do you remember how to take a square root and put it into an exponential form? It's what? x to the one-half power, right? So then the derivative, and I'll write this notation just for a change, right? This is the same thing. It's the same, right, derivative. And what's the derivative? It's the same rule. So it would be what? One-half x to the one-half minus one, right? And one-half minus one is what? To the negative one-half. All right, so we could rewrite this as what? 1 over 2 times the square root of x, right? Remember, negative exponents are in the denominator, all right? So if we had y equals, let's say, 1 over x to the fifth, right? 1 over x to the fifth, right? Now, how could we write this in exponential form? Do you remember? Right. This is x to the negative 5. So again, we've made it into the form x to the n. And then the derivative is just what? Negative 5x to the negative 5 minus 1. So that'll be negative 5 x to the negative 6, or if we 
write write it without negative exponents. It's just negative 5 over x to the 6th. All right, so that's the simple rule, y equals x to the n. All right, now the next rule, suppose we had y equals 10x cubed. All right, so now we have what? A constant times a function. All right, a constant times a function. Right? So, do you remember the derivative of 10x to the third? Right. It's 10 times 3x squared, or just 30x squared. Right? So, in general, if we have y equals a constant times a function, right, then the derivative will be the constant times the derivative of the function, right? So that's also a fairly easy rule, all right? What about if we have more than one term in the function? So suppose we have I'll call this f of x, okay? Whether I call it y or f or g, whatever, right? It's pretty much immaterial. So suppose I have a function 7x to the fifth plus 6x to the third, right? Do you remember how to find the derivative of a sum of two functions, right? Okay, this was still pretty easy, I hope, right? This is what? Well, here we could use what? 7 times the derivative of x to the fifth, so that'll be 7 times 5x to the fourth, plus, plus, right? So the derivative of this function plus this function is just the derivative of this function plus the derivative of this function will be 6 times 3x squared, so we'll get 35x to the fourth plus 18x squared, right? And then, in general, if f of x is equal to g of x plus, let's say, um, l of x, right? then the derivative of the sum is just what? The sum of the derivatives. So that's pretty easy, right? And then the same thing works instead of a sum for a difference. So if we have f of x, now suppose we had f of x equals, I don't know, 3x to the 7th minus 11x to the fourth plus 9 times the cube root of x squared plus 7x minus 3. All right, so this is a little bit of a long one, all right? But 
as long as we're just adding and subtracting, right, then all we have to do is find the individual derivatives and add or subtract in like manner. So the first thing, though, I want to do is change the radical, okay, the cube root of x squared. I want to change the cube root of x squared to a, what, to an exponent. So what exponent is the cube root of x squared? Do you remember how to do that? It's what? Right, x to the two-thirds. All right? So I then have f of x equals 3x to the seventh minus 11x to the fourth plus 9x to the two-thirds plus 7x minus 3. All right, and now I can use my rules and say the derivative is what? 3 times 7x to the 6th is what? 21x to the 6th, right? Minus 11 times 4x cubed, so that'll be minus 44x cubed, all right? plus what? Plus 9 times 2 thirds. 9 times 2 thirds. 9 times 2 thirds is 6. Okay. X to the what? 2 thirds minus 1 is negative 1 third. All right. The derivative of 7x is just 7. And the derivative of 3, I'll put it in, but you don't really have to, right? The derivative of a constant, just a number, is 0. All right? So we have our derivative of this sort of long expression. All right. These are the easy rules. All right? So next we have to look at the not-so-easy rules, the product rule, quotient rule, and chain rule. All right, that's next.